0: Welcome to Sports Clips, and Politics with your host Ben Husso and me, Sean Hannon. Welcome, welcome, oh, welcome to Sports Clips, and Politics with your host Ben Husso and me, Sean Hannon. Welcome to Sports Clips, and Politics.
1: Can you hear me now?
2: I can hear you.
0: I don't know if anybody else can hear me because I'm not sure what hell what all that that was. But welcome to episode 145 of Sports, Clicks, and Politics. I uh, was not expecting the uh, echo, uh, the uh, the the ensemble version of the intro. Yeah, it was like the remix. It just kept going. We brought DJ Khaled in. Yeah, who's we that? Did
2: another one. Who's that? It's a guy. who Says oh. another one. Okay, well,
0: I learned something new today.
2: You're welcome.
0: Well, thank you for joining us again. Uh, I apologize for the uh, rough intro here. Uh, maybe it's because a couple of weeks off, a little rusty. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm blaming myself for being rusty, but uh, Mr. Husson, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. How was your weekend? Weekend was good. Are you got we get, We'll get we get to your bills in a second. That's fine. And we're going to get to some NFL stuff. You so want any to talk o- about your Steelers? Yeah, we can talk about them terrible people. How <laughs> oh, they cost me a bunch of money. All right. Um... Outside of football, NFL uh, prep preparedness, and all the uh, festivities, any other things going on in your weekend?
2: I mean, yeah, just all the usual insanity of kids' sports and projects around the suburban homestead of trying to get all that done. And then Sunday, I actually did take a few hours to just relax and, and kind of say, I, you know, I just need one day. And I'll get back to it tomorrow. But for one day, I'm going to sit around. I'm going to watch football. I made uh, cheese dip for for soft pretzels for the first time ever it was delicious and super easy to make by the way nice that came out really good uh other than that i just hung out with my kids did a little bit of stuff around the house did baseball practice in the morning and then after that i was like you know what i'm gonna make some good food i'm gonna sit here and relax for like most of the day and then like 8 30 at night hit and i was like wow i have a lot of work to do to get ready for tomorrow (laughs) so i did work from like 8 30 until about midnight well But it was really nice to relax. We had to
0: avoid all that work because uh, tonight's your night for the Bills. Tonight's yeah. tonight, buddy. Well, we're rooting for you. I think. I don't know. I'm excited just to watch old man Aaron Rodgers.
2: I mean, everybody's excited to watch old man Aaron Rodgers.
0: you think him and uh, Djokovic and Kyrie were hanging out? I like to think so. I like to think so too. Well, I know Aaron Rodgers was at the U.S. Open. I don't know if you see he. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. I don't know if it was Instagram or one of those one of those social things that he does. He took a picture of uh, Djokovic playing, and then he had red-lined Moderna in the background. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers for you. Aaron Rodgers. He should be fun. Freaking growing on me. He should be, f- yeah. I mean, you can root against him. That's fine. Right? But he, you know, he's he should be entertaining in the uh, media capital of the world.
2: Oh, my God. You can, I always love when the people interview him, and you can, like, sense their disdain for him, and he just doesn't care. Yeah. And he's like, yeah.
0: That's, like, I mean... To a way lesser extent. Sometimes I feel like that's like about me. Yeah. Like, I know this person hates me, but I don't really care. I, I, I kind do, of enjoy you it. You
2: thrive <laughs> on it. I will I will say that from the outside looking. I'm like, it. I don't
0: care that you hate me. You enjoy um, that. And I'll be nice to that person, you know, whatever. Right. I, that, that usually makes them hate me more. But anyway, speaking of p- people who people hate, the Joker, 24th Grand Slam singles title at the uh, aforementioned 220, 2023 U.S. Open, we we'll could call him the GOAT from now on for multiple reasons, but uh, every time this guy wins, every time he holds up a trophy, uh, my heart grows.
2: I love that the shot of the day that he made was brought to you by Moderna. Yeah,
0: that's great.
2: And um, the reality is I would not really know who this dude is if it wasn't for that. Like, I would know the same way that I would know some of the other names in tennis. Like, I can't Andy Murray. That's one I would never have thought of no matter how long you gave me, but you say it and I know exactly yes. who that is. That said, this guy would have been... <laughs> On that, I think I would have started with basketball player and then, you know, the tennis guy. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But now I can never forget this guy because of yeah. that.
0: And good for him. Right. Like, he's, uh, again, this is the tournament that he was not allowed to enter the country to play in last year or the year before or whatever it was. Like, he's literally been banned playing the U.S. Open because they would not let him in because he's unvaccinated.
2: Yeah. Yet, you know. You know, oddly enough, he's still alive and hasn't <laughs> killed anybody's grandma. No,
0: he's like the fittest person on the planet. Man,
2: that's so weird.
0: So congratulations to, uh, uh, Novak, the Novaks, Novak Djokovic, the, Novak, uh, Novak Djokovic, just adding to his, uh, legend here, but let's do touch a little bit on, I don't know about my Steelers, but, um, any other takes from the NFL week one, obviously, um, you can touch on my Steelers if you'd like. They were terrible, uh, got completely outmatched by the Niners, uh, my DraftKings team was built around the Steelers, so that was uh, painful. Thankfully, I had a couple Chargers and Dolphins guys in my lineup that uh, offset the damage to offset some of my my damage. But what did you take away from NFL? You said you sat there and watched some of the games. What, what were the games on TV?
2: Browns, Bengals, and then the other one that was early was the Steelers, 49ers.
0: That was on TV? It was. Oh, well, I was watching Red Zone
2: the whole time. I didn't watch a lot of that one, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. No. <laughs> uh, no, I think my initial takeaways from – opening day are I think the Browns are a lot better than anybody realizes.
0: So I, did did you watch that game then? Yeah. So Watson did Watson look good or was no, he not no. Terribly. Okay. Cuz I wasn't so expecting good. him to look good. No. But
2: he got, he looked good enough. He wasn't terribly sharp. He had some inaccuracies. He it wasn't like he carried them to victory. It was their offensive line is unbelievably good. Their defensive line is unbelievably good. They have great skill position players and their secondary is really good. So it's a he doesn't need to be phenomenal for them to go pretty deep and i would I, like they they beat the Bengals down pretty yeah, and the Bengals
0: were you know considered a super bowl perennial super bowl challenger right? this year so and um, i see jamar chase caught said he lost to some elves because he apparently he had pre pre-game had called the browns a bunch of elves then he was like yeah Matt," he's like i just lost to a bunch of ass elves <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> outstanding um but, no, that was my initial takeaway is they're much better than I realized. I don't. I think the Ravens are a little overrated. I mean, they should have destroyed the Houston Texans. It should not have even been a close game. Uh, the Giants are nowhere near what I thought they would be so far.
0: Did you see the stat where it said uh, it was four quarterbacks and it was Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, whatever. It was like they'd spent 900, maybe it was even Mahomes. I can't remember, but it was four quarterbacks who got restructured, who got new deals this year for totaling of 950 million they had totaled they they totaled for one touchdown in week one
2: (laughs) yeah that's not great did did you so you probably didn't watch any of the pregame no LaShawn mccoy came out and did a uh almost like a an appeal like a charity appeal where he started talking about running backs where he's like you know back in the day this is me signing a 45 million dollar contract and now today these running backs just aren't getting paid what they're used to. And, you know, they are driving forces on the team. And with your help, we can get this back. So with your one-time donation of only $15 million, <laughs> you can help this. And he goes, think about it. That's like half of what Geno Smith makes in a season. <laughs> like, it, he took shots at Daniel Jones. He was taking yeah. shots at quarterbacks. It was outstanding.
0: You want to know who was ahead of the game on the uh, running backs not being all that important? Yes. Fantasy players. It's fair. We don't care about running I mean, like – I, I me, me personally, and this, I mean, I'm not saying I was like some kind of trend center or whatever, but like you could tell that there was, you just knew you could get a running back whenever. And there's, they're very injured. So like you're always right. picking people up on the, on the, you know, the the transition waiver wire while. and whatnot. Yeah. I don't play season long anymore. It's all rusty. I gotcha. But anyway.
2: So yeah, so yeah, I guess those are my big, the 49ers are even so better. What, what than about, I
0: thought. Uh, let's go back to uh, Thursday, Chiefs, Lions. Did you watch uh, that? I
2: did. I mean, I, my takeaway, is it's about what I thought. I think the Lions both teams are, are good. a very good team. And so are the Chiefs. They just yeah. had a bad day. Yeah. I mean, you can't count on Kadarius Tony dropping four passes a game uh, every game. And Travis Kelsey would be back healthy. Their defense wasn't bad even without uh, was it Chris Jones. Yeah. Um, so I'm not I, I, like I'm, I wouldn't panic if I were a Chiefs fan. You, you yeah, lost no. by one having a terrible game without your our probably second best player. I, yeah. I'm not I'm not ready to hit the panic button. I
0: would so. panic if I was a Steelers fan. I wouldn't feel great. I, I mean, the the problem to me was is like all preseason they were hyped up to be, you know, like the next coming of like, hey, this is going to be the. Yeah, the, no. the. I think people over. But it's everybody's that. looking for a you know uh, a team to come out of nowhere who didn't make the playoffs last year who's going right. to make a run this year blah blah blah. They had their quarterbacks taking a step forward. The receivers are all a little bit year old. I mean, everybody's so their defense is still really good. I think. Um, so it was an easy, it was a chic pick, I guess, if you will, to say who's yeah. going to be a surprise team. And then they just got throttled.
2: Well they they ended up being better last year than most people thought, but that is that doesn't mean it's going to transition all the automatically. Um, I think they're okay. I like I wouldn't Yeah, yeah. I think their
0: defense I mean if they stay healthy, they'll be in games because they're typically not going to get outplayed by that much, but
2: yeah, yeah. the 49ers are a legitimately good, if not great team. Like so it's not like you did this against the Texans like sure. you, you ran into a bus saw and you had a bad day. Yeah.
0: All right. You know who else had a bad day? Vladimir Zelensky. (laughs) Finally had a bad day.
2: Finally. Oh, finally, man. That dude's had a lot of bad days. Elon Musk.
0: Let me read this headline out of techcrunch.com. Elon Musk says he limited Ukraine's Starlink to prevent attack on Russia, i.e. World War III. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is interesting. Let me pull up this uh, tweet that has Musk uh, uh, in it here for a second. First, let me uh, go to a, a, a... pre-tweet if you will i'm gonna keep calling them tweets until i figure it out but walter isaacson no idea who this guy is he looks important um he does he's not t- a mortimer no go ahead but he's an isaacson i mean that's walter
2: Fair. well yeah you're right it's not that big of a distinction t-
0: t- this is uh, his tweet from september 8th uh to clarify on the starlink issue the ukraine's thought coverage was enabled all the way to crimea which just for backdrop starlink is elon musk's uh internet franchise right so like he has a bunch of satellites that fly around the earth they provide satellite internet connections for areas that otherwise would not have uh, internet connections
2: and for further context he turned them on in ukraine like the day of the invasion and charged yeah, right. them nothing to right run all of his starlink satellite internet for the country in yeah. support of their defense
0: yeah so he they had been in place since the beginning of the conflict uh but again back so to clarify starlink issue the ukrainians thought coverage was enabled all the way to crimea but it was not they asked musk to enable it for their drone sub-attack on the russian fleet most did not enable it because he thought probably correctly that would cause a major war now let me read uh musk actually uh quote tweeted that tweet uh much appreciated walter the onus is meaning this is musk much appreciated walter the onus is meaningful different if i were the onus is meaningfully different if I refuse to act upon a request from Ukraine versus made a deliberate change to Starlink to thwart Ukraine. A lot of words there that I, I think he was, I know what he's trying to say, but I feel because like he Because
2: The initial report got released that he shut right. Starlink down right. over Crimea to, to aid Russia and to stop Ukraine. And then you find out, well, no, that's not what happened. What actually happened was they wanted to expand the use of Starlink, and he said no. So you could disagree with that. You can say, like, oh, that's awful and whatever else. But, guys, he owns the company. He owns Starlink. He didn't have to turn it on for him in the first place, but he did. And then, oh, well, Crimea is technically Ukrainian. Is it? Because I don't think you're correct. Like, I think that this happened in 2014 that Russia annexed Crimea and the entire world went, hey, don't do that.
0: Yeah, and it seems Hello. as though it was pretty clear that, and like I said, this is Musk here. It's like at no point did anyone at SpaceX promise coverage over Crimea. So I'm sure whether or not they actually thought they did, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they thought they could get away with it, and it's like, oh, I wonder if it goes all the way down to Crimea, and we'll get down there. And like all of a sudden, they realize, nah, shit, it doesn't connect. Right. So then they made the request. Maybe they tried to do it on the down low and uh, thought that they could get the coverage further than they were actually promised but apparently Elon's on his on his game here and has that shit down to a parallel or whatever.
2: I mean, look, I'm, I'm reminded of the sign that was in my supply sergeant's office back when I was in the army and it said a lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. Uh, you made all these plans to go and carry out this drone sub-attack on the Russian fleet in what I'm going to say is Russian-controlled territory, and I don't think this is like recently we just invaded and we control it it's been under Russian control since 2014. Like, I, I think at some point we could say that's a part of Russia. I, I I don't know technically how that works, but if I'm in Elon Musk's shoes and I'm going, listen, I'll do whatever I can to help you defend your borders, but carrying out offensive attacks in the native Russian land, I am not ready for because I am too worried that that will provoke World War Three and ultimately escalate to a nuclear response. And imagine hearing that and being like, this psychopath just wants to kill Ukrainians.
0: Yeah, no, I heard the, I don't know, if best argument because, whatever. But the, I heard the argument being made, especially from the pro-Ukrainians, that Starlink has his government contracts and they get all this money and they shouldn't. He shouldn't be able to just unilaterally say no and it should the government should be able to override that. Whatever. So like, I'm not sure what the you know in bed relationship Starlink directly has with the U.S. government and the DoD and all that stuff, but like. I at least temporarily stopped World War Three, I think.
2: Listen, all right, let's let's play out as if that's totally makes sense and there's no flaws in that logic whatsoever. But you understand by the US government then invoking and saying, No, you can't do that because we're actually in charge here and you have to allow this to happen, then that is the United States government condoning and directly enabling an attack on sovereign Russians. T- soil if you don't think that's provocation towards world war three you live in fantasy land i i I am sorry but it's the equivalent again of like the same things happening with mexico and us and we invade mexico and then russia helps them carry out an attack on san diego uh yeah we would just look the other way we would probably be like hey guys just let us take care of our own stuff over here please come on this is fantasy but
0: i will say and just to the bigger uh, thing away from musk and all that stuff like it seems as though this is not coming to a peaceful end like ukraine seems to be hell-bent on getting a bigger war escalation so that they can get more
2: But the ukraine doesn't the leadership in ukraine does and the american state department is a hundred percent well that's fight. what i meant
0: when i when i met ukraine i'm mean, not like talking about the uh you know the ukrainians themselves but clearly there is even though it seems apparent now that they cannot win this war, they are hell-bent on making sure they can instigate initial conflicts to maintain, for as long as possible, I guess.
2: I got it. The United States State Department is 100% committed to fighting this war to the last Ukrainian. They've said so, and they've also stated that this is a great return on investment because we're debilitating russia without spilling any american blood like if you were a ukrainian thinking about going to fight how pissed would you be about hearing that because they would drive me crazy but anyways this the we've talked about this on the show before we've talked about this off the air before the simple reality is there's never been much of a chance that ukraine can win this war they just don't have the weaponry they don't have the manpower and they're they're not situated to win also I don't know how to break this to you guys, but Zelensky and his cohorts are pretty freaking corrupt. Like there's offshore holdings, there's offshore bank accounts. These guys are getting all kinds of money in. They, say they can't hold elections in a war unless the United States gives them $135 million more million Then they could actually hold elections.
0: Well, thankfully, Biden got rid of that corrupt uh, prosecutor, Shokin, so they can move in the right direction going forward.
2: Nothing. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head again. Thank God for Joe Biden. <laughs> All
0: right. Speaking of Joe Biden, good tra- good transitions today, Mr. Hsuang. Missouri v. Joe Biden. If you don't know, this is the uh First Amendment case that has kind of been making making its way through the courts. Uh this is uh directly uh, I think it's uh Jay Bhattacharya and Aaron Karyadi are the two uh doctors that are kind of spearheading this, but I think I think RFK got ro- his First Amendment suit got rolled into that case as well. So this has kind of turned into the the, the, the main uh, uh, kind of pushback against the uh, Biden White House censorship cases against uh, specifically uh, COVID quote-unquote misinformation. So, um, so I'll read the headline. Appeals court finds Biden admin violated First Amendment by encouraging censorship. So if you remember, we reported on this, whatever, a few months ago, a lower court Filed in said they're filed an injunction against the U.S. government, uh, specifically the Biden administration, the CDC, the FBI, and the Department of State. I think it is uh, no Surgeon General. Um, the district court they said they violated the First Amendment. They said this was basically an egregious uh, affront on the First Amendment by the government, and filed an injunction. Said that, hey, you're no longer allowed to harass these social media companies, i.e., encourage them to pull. Uh, post and content down and so the federal government appealed this decision and this is what we're talking about today the fifth circuit affirmed the lower court's judgment that the white house the surgeon general the cdc and the fbi violated the first amendment while finding that the district court erred in finding so they uh, the the uh, the n-i-a-i-d okay. was, was removed from the basket of uh alphabet soup that was uh Told to be in violation. Somehow they escaped the uh, uh, the wrath of the court. But anyway, so um, good win for First Amendment. Uh, I, I I haven't read all of Taibi. Taibi has a couple notes where he said they kind of vacated a couple of the uh, the uh, rulings. So maybe there's some uh, uh, nefarious things in the future that they still need to hash out. But I'm guessing this is pretty good for uh, you know. This should. <clears throat> As I heard Dr. Cariarty uh, explain after this, basically chill, had a chilling effect on the government's meddling in this. I'm assuming they're still going to try to do it, but <clears throat> maybe not, not so in our faces. But I don't know what your takes on the uh, – I don't call it a slap on the wrist. I feel like this should – prevent them and who knows if they appeal it and then obviously this would eventually get to the supreme court if that happens so maybe it'll be good if it gets to the supreme court so we can actually get some precedence sent on some of this stuff but i don't know what your takes
2: i mean my take is still the same thing the 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 government should not infringe upon the right of the people to speak and and discuss ideas like this isn't like yelling fire in a crowded theater this is a genuine debate happening and they tried to silence the side that was on the opposing view that's like, that's indefensible like if you're if you're okay with this, you um, I don't, like the, the word cult comes to mind of you just have decided to forego any semblance of practical morality or any objectivity whatsoever in the name of I want my side to be right I mean take a step back if you're over here thinking it's a good thing that the government is out is trying to stifle people's speech because, they can't come up with better speech to counteract it. you're 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 a crazy person like you're you're not gonna be on the right side of things. And again, oh, well, people are just so easily misinformed. like, okay, so now this is just this this arrogance that comes from, well, are you prone to misinformation? Well, no, no, but these people are like, oh, okay. So thank God, you're so smart, and it's just these other people who happen to be on the other side of the political ideology than you those people, those, Hedons. those MAGA hat wearing cousin dating rednecks who think Donald Trump is a demigod are dumb. Yeah. Remember Trump took that really heavy anti-vaccine stance and said we, nobody should take it. And then everybody just blindly followed him. I remember that too. That was, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but oh, okay. Wait, wait, that's not right. He wanted to call it the Trump vaccine. And, And the reality, it's watching people become what they claim to hate, but the exact opposite version of it of you people will say anything is good just if Donald Trump does. In reality, you'll say anything is bad just because Donald Trump does. Like, it's just go to the
0: vaccine when he, pre, right. You know what I mean? Like, as long as it was Trump's vaccine, Kamala wasn't taking it. uh, Peter Hotep wasn't taking it or Hotep's. None of these people were taking the vaccine until, oh, administration flip.
2: Right, and then if Trump says it's red, it's got to be blue. If Trump says it's up, then the answer's clearly down, and you're an idiot if you disagree. And it's, it's watching this play out that you're going, guys, not everything is Donald Trump's fault. Not every person that is supported or voted or will vote again for Donald Trump is a MAGA cultish, like, true believer. Now, are there more of those than I would care to be comfortable with? Sure, but it ain't half the country, all right? And It's not all, how many votes did he get? 77 million votes in the last election. It's not 77 million people that are there. It is, I don't know what the number is, but it's not that. But back to this idea of the government is literally trying to suppress the opposing. It's the entire reason we have the First Amendment. I blame Epstein. Of course you do. I blame the Department of Education for failure. I remember being in fifth grade and learning about the rights, uh, the Bill of Rights. And my teacher started off with everybody has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And then she said, and then you have the right to free speech. But your right to free speech only goes to the point that it doesn't interfere with somebody else's right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I went home and told my father that and i was like in fifth grade like oh that makes sense too what a a very nice world we live in and i told that to my father and he just looked at me dead in the eyes like no no that is not why we have the first the first amendment goes well beyond that and you can offend somebody and somebody can be upset about it and you are allowed to do that because that's where disagreements occur and those are important
0: i mean i love upsetting people's pursuit of happiness you love what upsetting people's pursuit of happiness (laughs) especially when they're trying to steal homes to build chip factories <laughs> um listen i hope this gets appealed because i i just kind of want the supreme court to rule on it i guess going forward fair uh just to kind of get it out but out of the way but
2: you understand how idiotic it would be for the biden lawyers to bring this to the supreme court with the current makeup right oh of course
0: but it's you know
2: it's over like who's, the,
0: who's pulling the strings here nobody knows like they, they they're cl- it's clown world.
2: Yeah, I mean, you think Clarence Thomas has a strong position on the abortion movement? Wait till he gets a hold of this one and gets to talk about the direct infringement of speech by the federal government. Yeah. All right, let's
0: talk about one of our favorite boys here, Doctor Anthony Fauci. Right. Yes. So this guy, your boy, our boy, shows up on CNN. Seems like a safe space for uh, Doctor Fauci, or at least it had been. Wow. And I'm not even sure this is technically qualifies as not a safe space. I mean, I'm glad uh, this is an interview um, uh, conducted by Michael Smirkanish on uh, CNN. And he's uh, talking to Fauci about masks and cites the Cochrane mask study, uh, which is a gonna,
2: meta-analysis of a bunch of different studies. We're going to play
0: the video, masks. and then we'll talk okay. about it. How about that? That works. Okay. So hold on one second. Let me get the uh, audio set up here so you guys. Seems, like, seems like, a, like a safe space, space for uh, Dr. Fauci. Mike's Gernomish.
1: I'm not, I'm not sure this is,
0: is technically... Tec- apparently something... Apparently we are... Oh, I know what it is. At least one of us does. It's playing in the background someplace here.
2: Get it together, man. I got it
0: together. All right. No, we're good. I think I just fixed it. Uh, that's why the uh, intro was playing multiple times. I just figured it out. All right. So, again, let us re- let me reset this video here. So, this is D- Dr. Anthony Fauci. And this video is from what? Uh... I don't know like a week ago right not even a week ago um maybe about a week ago but anyway so it's, doc, it's uh, dr fauci on cnn uh being interviewed by michael smirconish and he's basically says uh you know what do you make of all these people who don't want to wear masks and say they don't work and then uh here's uh, let's listen to fauci's response
1: there is a perception out there by many how many i don't know that they don't work And that the data concludes that they didn't work in the first go-round respond to that on masks
3: yeah well that's not so i mean when you're talking about at the population level that the data are less strong than knowing that if you look on a situation as an individual protecting themselves or protecting them from spreading it there's no doubt that masks work different studies give different percentages of advantage of wearing it But there's no doubt that the weight of the studies and there have been many studies indicate the benefit of wearing masks. I'm going to
1: refer to one of them. You've heard about it before. I heard about it from a number of radio callers. Uh, Brett Stevens in The Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID 19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference, he told the journalist Mayan Demasi, full stop.
3: Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. When you took at the broad population level, like the Cochrane study, the data are less firm with regard to the effect on the overall pandemic. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about an individual's effect on their own safety. That's a bit different than the broad population level. Dr. Fauci, look back and, and reflect and tell
1: me, how would you do it differently with regard to kids? I am of the opinion that we erred on the side, this is probably inartfully said, of physical health, not emotional health and that putting our, our kids within parameters in the pandemic was not in their best interest. Do you share that perception and if not why?
3: So Michael, are you referring to the closing of schools and the negative impact yes. that has on development yes. and mental health? Yeah. I am. Well certainly yeah. when you were yeah, when we were dealing Michael with the tsunami that we saw earlier on in the pandemic when things had to be shut down because we were having hospitals that were overcrowded and we were having freezer trucks in front of hospitals in new york and other cities because we had no place to put the bodies that was a very very dramatic situation that needed something immediately to stop it the question is how long should a shutdown have been and i think that there's varying degrees of differences in that and i agree that I, if you look back at the things that I've said back then, we should try as best as possible to keep the schools open and the schools that are closed to get them open safely by any of a number of means, including increasing the ventilation in schools, making sure that the people around the children are properly vaccinated. So I agree. I mean, there was a point where we had a shutdown, but the duration of the shutdown is something that is questionable And I think people rather appropriately should be examining of whether or not things should have been shut down for so long. But the initial shutting down was something that really had to have been done, Michael, because we were in desperate situations then. Given the public sentiment that I shared
1: at the outset, people saying there's no way I'd mask up again, a final thought from Dr. Fauci, if it comes to it, we hope it doesn't, but if it comes to it, might a better approach say, let's protect the most vulnerable and allow others to lead their normal lives?
3: Final word is yours. Well, yeah, I mean, mandating, I don't think is going to happen. There may be local mandates, Michael, and people keep thinking that the federal government is going to mandate that you wear a mask. That's not going to happen, but there may be individual institutions, organizations that are going to say, if you want to come to work, you've got to wear a mask. There's nothing that the federal government can do about that if people want to do it locally. I think people need to realize it is extremely unlikely that you're going to see a mandate, for example, from the CDC, which has no authority to mandate anything with regard to masks. They can only recommend it. So people essentially, for the most part, can do what they want to do. Based on their own evaluation of their own risk. There is a perception out there by.
0: All right. So, a couple things there we should talk about. The masks, first of all. Um, remember, this is the guy who uh, told us all at the beginning, being like, don't, you don't need a mask. Like, uh, you know, it's not really going to help you in the real world. He gets a study that tells him the exact thing. But he's so flipped at that point that, uh, you know, he's on the other side of that no matter what. And, uh, you know, claims that masks at an individual level somehow is sufficient uh, justification for masks for everybody when masks for everybody is clearly shown not to work.
2: It's amazing. Like (laughs) that this dude is smart. I, I mean, the idea that people are still listening to him is so like, guys, help me out here just real quick. If masks work on an individual basis, if I put a mask on, no matter if it's well-fitting, cloth, N95, respirator, apparently it doesn't matter. On an individual level, and then we have people wearing more masks, in what way would that not be beneficial on a population level?
0: Really what he's saying is all the studies that show at an individual level that the masks work are bullshit. Right? that's He's using the bad studies that are just terrible observational studies to be like, hey, look, we put a mask on a dummy, and look, it stopped a particle,
2: so they work. Do you understand? Like, we talked about one of these. We talked about a few of them back when this was all happening, and this one still stands out in my mind, of they legitimately did a study where they had somebody cough, and then they put a mask over and measured how far away the spit went, and then they put a mask over them and had them cough again, and it didn't go as far. So they're like, conclusive, bitch. ha. Take that. And you're going, well, did you have them cover their mouth when they cough? Like, well, no, that would have disrupted the test. So you just, like, somebody paid money. Do so You wrote this down and said, we want to run this study. And somebody went, how much money do you need? And they were like, mm, $4 million ought to do it. And you're like, done. Let's find out the results. Man, I'm on pins and needles waiting to see if this drops anything. Oh, man, thank God for science.
0: Yeah. And then uh, BS on the – he was – telling schools to stay open that was not a thing like I could pull up a bunch of videos of him basically saying we need to close the schools I recommend closing the schools like all that shit he's
2: also gone on the record several times since everything went down and, and lockdowns became so unpopular as stating I never recommended that shutting anything down it's five different national interviews he said that and now all of a sudden he's like well we had to shut down initially like this man is so inherently dishonest I can't believe anybody still listens to a word he says for anything other than comedic value and even in that where he's talking about now you and I know this because we were talking about it at the time of schools are not epicenters of spread because children clearly do not spread this this virus with the same efficacy of adults they just don't it's very rare. It almost never spreads amongst children and children. Almost, there was no instances where they could conclusively say a child passed it to an adult. Like they couldn't find one. They had a few that were suspected, but then you read into them and you're like, well, that's bullshit too. So knowing that for him to come out and be like, well, yeah, the only way to open school safety was to make sure that it's proper ventilation and that enough adults are vaccinated. Like, wait, the the vaccine that has zero impact on transmission, that's what you're saying is essential to ensuring that the children don't Catch the virus. So the vaccine, which doesn't stop transmission is going to stop the child getting it from the adult. And then the child who's at like vir- virtually again, zero statistical risk of dying of COVID. So that was no risk. So your worry was they were going to pass it to other people, but the vaccine needed to happen. So the child didn't catch it. Even though the vaccine doesn't stop the transmission, the child doesn't transmit it to adults with any sort of efficacy. And then to go to another Person who had the option to get vaccinated if they wanted. Like, this is where I feel like a crazy person when I try to like parse through the logic that these people lay out and and I'm knowing like the most base facts available is none of this makes sense. Well,
0: funny you say that. Let me read a quote from Professor Tom Jefferson, who is the lead author of the Cochrane Mass Studies, Mr. Wusong. So, Fauci is saying that masks work for individuals, but not at a population level. Question mark. That simply doesn't make sense.
2: I should have <laughs> gone to Oxford. My God. should have been a freaking epidemiologist. He I'm goes on. You
0: and he says there are other studies, but what studies? He doesn't name them, so I cannot interpret his remarks without knowing what he is referring to. Um, he's like... It might be that Fauci is relying on trash studies, says Jefferson. Many of them were observational. Some are cross-sectional, and some actually are modeling. This is not strong evidence. Once we excluded such low-quality studies from the review, we concluded that there was no evidence that masks reduced transmission.
2: Do you, again, understand, and I know I brought this point up, so those of you who have been listening for three years, I apologize for repeating myself, but I think it bears going back to the idea that Anthony Fauci, the leading epidemiologist in the country and possibly the world, and I had a disagreement on epidemiological issues such as does masking stop? Is COVID aerosolized? Will the vaccine definitely block transmission? And I have been right on almost every one. Folks, that's not a mistake on Anthony Fauci's part. He's lying. All right, because there's no way that if he was giving it his best effort, I was giving it my best effort. We were looking at all the same studies, and we were reading all the same things, and we had a difference of opinion. I should have been right on maybe one issue out of 50. But instead, I can't think of an issue I was wrong on that he was right.
0: Yeah. Well, other than the his original take on masks, he was right there.
2: I never disagreed with him on that. Right. though. <laughs> that, made, that made sense. And I remember making the point even then of like, even if you said they they worked a little bit, it would be like, it's the idea of do you wear a bike helmet when you drive in a car well why not it would help if you got into an accident to have a bike helmet i'm like yeah but what if i just you know drive a reasonable speed wear my seatbelt, use headlights of like do you want to kill an innocent child in your car put a bike helmet on Uh, okay but it's the idea of like this has been what has been so unsettling to me and why I am so open to whatever conspiracy theory you have on this. You want to talk about this was all a big pharma plot. This was a eugenics by the Rockefellers. This was a bioweapon released by China or a bioweapon released by America, depending on which conspiracy theory you want to see, that there's no such thing as viruses to begin with. Like, the conspiracy theories get wild. But here's the thing. The wildest conspiracy theory to me is that the smartest, well, maybe not smartest, but the country's leading epidemiologist, has gotten this many things wrong on a respiratory virus and has continued to push out a vaccine, which now we do know that at least the contract that Pfizer signed with South Africa – Made it a perfectly reasonable or made it a stipulation of the contract that the government acknowledges there is no long term data on the efficacy of this and there might be significant health issues caused by the vaccine and we just don't know yet and you accept that risk. Safe and effective. And then they had the balls to come out entirely. <laughs> and like, and same thing with, all right, they specifically excluded pregnant women from the study. And then Anthony Fauci comes out and goes, You should definitely get it if you're pregnant. Like, but no, there's no way you could know that. That's insanity. Like you you just don't know. And when he came out and said, Well, the data is looking like it's going to block transmission. And I remember sitting there as he said it, and you and I talking about it, me going, There's no way you could say that. That doesn't make any sense. You have no data for that. You're just hoping. And then he came out and said, Well, the booster And we find out later that they didn't even test for that. Of course, I, I said at the time they didn't <laughs> test for that. The end point was symptomatic COVID. After 14 days. So, again, if you got COVID in the first 14 days after taking the shot and it cleared up by the time you got to day 15, that you were considered that the vaccine worked, that you didn't get COVID at the time. Like, that's how insane these tests were run. And and then it was um, the, for him to come out at that point and just say that the transmission thing was bad enough and to say the booster shots were going to, well, uh, we're hoping that it'll get that, immunity right back up but this time it'll go for longevity too and i sat here and went no i mean that's just hope you have no data for that like it's the exact same shot a third time but miraculously this time
0: it's third time's a charm It's going to
2: after 60 days the way the first two shots
0: did. Listen, cliches aren't born out of not factual uh like stereotypes you know third time's a charm mr was- you don't buy in
2: Right, this is what I mean. Like, guys, so you want to talk about wild-ass conspiracy theories? The wildest conspiracy theory I have for you is that that dude was trying his best and gave an honest and intelligent answer to all these questions in yours and my best interest. That is the wildest conspiracy theory of any of the ones that I've heard. And the least likely to be true.
0: Yeah, totally back that assertion. So, crazy times. But, all right. Maybe another guy who's backtracking on some statements. Uh, Mayor Adams. That is New York City Mayor Adams. Uh, I'm going to play a video here recently of, uh, I think this was like a week ago too, where he was addressing uh, several high-end folks, uh, commissioners and such, at a uh, basically a a hearing. Uh, I don't know if it was like a town hall, a forum or whatever, but it was a way for him to uh, talk to a bunch of the people who run the city. You know, but department by department kind of thing. And uh, we're going to play what he had to say here because it was pretty, it's caught some heat from people on his own side a little bit uh, for saying some things that he has come around on. Because remember, he was very pro-sanctuary city uh, when he took office here back a year or so ago when this started happening.
2: Yeah, we will always be here for the immigrants. He said so.
0: Yeah, so let's hear how he is here for the immigrants today. Uh, this is a video uh, September 6th. I think this was happened the night before, so maybe this was like September 5th. But let me get the video set up here for you so we can uh, all enjoy it together. Hold on.
4: No support, And let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see and end to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just getting Venezuela. Now we're in Ecuador. Now we're getting Russian speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're getting uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We got a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. All of us. And so I say to you, as I turn it over to you, this is some, some of the most educated, some of the most knowledgeable, probably more of my commissioners and deputy commissioners and chiefs live in this community. So as you asked me a question about migrants, tell me what role you played. How many of you organized to stop what they're doing to us? How many of you were part of the movement to say, we're seeing what this mayor is trying to do, and they're destroying New York City. It's gonna come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now with 110,000. The city we knew. We're about to lose. And we're all in this together. All of us. Staten Island said, send them out to Manhattan. Manhattan is saying send them out to
0: Queens. Queens is saying send them out to Brooklyn. No. <laughs> is that the game we can play? Open the floor up. All right. So there you have Mayor Eric Adams <clears throat> addressing uh, if you can see in the video here, for those uh not playing at home on the video, uh listening at home. There's a large uh legacy a conference circle here with a bunch of uh distinguished uh personnel there probably trying to solve this immigration crisis. But again, we've talked about this a couple times on the show. This is, you know, just for uh, timeline's sake, this clearly we have a problem at the border. Texas has decided that they cannot handle the, uh, problem at their border and handled the problem. So they have, uh, bust their, uh, immigrants to New York city, who is a self-proclaimed sanctuary city. And, uh, uh, has it in their charter? It's not even like it's some kind of like executive decision, like it was here locally. Like I don't know if you remember Stephanie Miner. Were you here when Stephanie Miner was the mayor? So she, by decree, declared Syracuse was a sanctuary city, which didn't didn't do anything. I mean, it it, it didn't matter. But from what it was it was a it was literal was, virtual. Yeah, she
2: was thing. a gem from what I've gathered. Yeah, me. I mean,
0: you know, whatever. I'm not gonna try to tra- you know hash old mayors. But anyway, the point being is the. It was just a decree by our mayor in New York City. I believe it's in their charter. So they almost like there's rules preventing them from just shipping them back out. Um, As he mentioned here, there are it's it's not. Southern, it's not South American immigrants. These people are coming from all over the place. Um, You know, they're at one hundred and ten thousand. Uh, immigrants, uh, I shared something I don't know, maybe like a week ago, where they were, you know, at 107,000, they had already spent something like five billion dollars for 100,000 people. Oh,
2: you did send that to me, that's right. right.
0: So now they're there, it's gonna, it's continually going up. So the fix is fix the border. I don't know how New York, I mean, obviously, we've already dealt with this locally here a little bit, where, uh, our our county executive, uh, multiple county executives in the uh, upstate region, central New York region specifically, made executive orders basically outlawing certain hotels and certain establishments being able to take these these immigrants, which has so far, I think, held up in court. And uh, you know, Salina was destined to get some, but that they backtracked on that. So, as again, at the end of the video here, he's talking about you know how one borough is blaming the other, and they're trying to basically figure out how to. Bounce these people around, which is, you know, I'm not, we can have a whole nother conversation about the having sympathetic cause for these people who are leaving these war torn countries or crazy whatever. That's a whole nother conversation, but there's clearly a problem going on here. And it's again, using Eric Adams words, he doesn't see an end in sight. It's, it's bad. I think this is going to be and a bunch of people on his party team, you know, the, uh, the local New York city basically immediately called him a xenophobe, a xenophobe and was, uh, you know, stoking the fires of the, the, the whites, white, you know, racists, whatever. Like, so, I mean, it's all just stupid nonsense that follows all this stuff, but you can clearly see, I think he's beyond frustrated here. And is you know, if he's calling this kind of meeting, he's looking for ideas.
2: Life comes at you fast. I like you go from the most, pro-open border and sanctuary city advocate in the in the land to now we're closed real quickly once it once the reality of this comes in and i think this is where you're coming we're, we're kind of a turning point right now i think it'll continue is that the people that have advocated that there's nothing wrong with keeping the border open and if you have a problem with all of these migrants coming in then you're xenophobic and racist and you know morally repugnant morally as uh repugnant. erie uh, county executive mark polon cars cars that brilliant gem of a human being um but in the reality is we could no, do, do a whole show on polling I, i'm so glad i don't live in erie county anymore so anyway so like but here's the reality if somebody that's i can't speak for or or some it's a better way of saying this if somebody is xenophobic are they going to be in favor of closing the border yes of course they are but being in favor of closing the border doesn't make somebody xenophobic it means that this entire operation is completely untenable there's no way to do this and have it work out well. And, I, and that is what we're getting to that turning point of. You can say what you want. And t- if I say, like, look, the, the, you can't just keep putting migrants into the United States and having the process work this way. It's insane. It makes us susceptible to allowing human trafficking. It makes us susceptible to having forced people that like, don't want to be here, people coming into essentially slavery to come here. Like, this is really, really bad. It's going, and then there's only so many services available, and if you keep shoving people into all these cities, of course you're going to get more crime because you have a bunch of people that are destitute in a foreign land where the locals are already kind of turned off by it. Where What do you think you're going to get? Like, this is exactly what's going to happen. So now you're at the point where, for those of you that want to shout xenophobic and racist and all that, for anybody that points out this problem, enjoy it because I think you got about one more year before you get turned on.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a, I mean... I could see this f- leaking into like the New York races in 2024. Absolutely. So,
2: and especially as they try to spread this problem out throughout the state, because what people outside of New York State don't seem to realize is that outside of New York City, it's a pretty red state.
0: Yeah. And like I said, even we'll point to these, you know, we'll talk to Erie Ir- 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 County real quickly here, but Poland Cars, the Erie Ir- County executive, basically, again, I, I referenced this earlier, basically called. Those our county executive and those like him who were passing these executive orders banning the uh, uh, influx of those immigrants into their hotels and such, called them morally repugnant, allowed them to accept uh, uh, asylum seekers uh, slash immigrants into Erie County, and then proceeded to have two sexual assaults by two of those immigrants within like 10 days, and therefore has now subsequently blocked all future uh, uh, migrants from coming to Erie County. So, Exactly to your point. People, you know, life comes at them the fast. It came at Mr. Poling cars pretty quickly. uh, Basically two weeks, made a complete 180.
2: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's almost like not every single culture person um, and community around the world shares our exact values for how, I don't know, women should be treated or what's the proper place of men and what's the proper interaction for this society. And when you just have them come over and, Shove them in, it's almost like that doesn't go away. It's weird. Yeah. But it seems a little racist that you would think that you could just bring them here and have everybody get along. That, that just seems like you're not respecting their cultural differences. Yeah. So... You get what you ask for ultimately, and if this is what you want, and listen, I don't feel any better about it. I don't live far enough in the country that this is not going to be a problem for me yeah, eventually. Sure. But I do think that the problem is going to get so bad in the cities that something's going to be done before the problem reaches how far rural I live. That they, to get all the way out, I'm there. I'm trying to catch up. I it's a good move <laughs> because ultimately, it's I don't see any way this goes well. Yeah. I just I reading the tea leaves, it's a. When you do this, and I've said this all through COVID, I've said this all through everything of, it's not that I believe or disbelieve in the science or statistics or whatever else. Above all else, I believe in incentives. I believe if you follow incentives, you can predict the results. And what what are these current rules incentivizing people to do? It's incentivizing people to come to America illegally. It's incentivizing people to come from all over the world, come in through Mexico and come into this country and get bus somewhere and you're lied to and said you're going to get housing and you're going to get all this stuff, when in reality is we don't have the space. I, I'm sorry. Like, I wish we did, but we don't. So what do you think is going to happen? That people are just going to go, oh, well, I guess I was misled. Let me get back over to Uzbekistan. All right. I already owe somebody $15,000, and he seems like nobody I want to mess with because he got me in here. Uh, you know, nice Mexican gentleman with the same last name as a cartel. Uh, but... Maybe he'll take me back and give me my money back. Yeah, it's a
0: it's it's a bad situation. It's all and again, I don't, just like the mayor, I don't see an end to it. Like until until somebody decides to focus on stopping the influx from people coming at the border, it won't it will not stop. Nope. All right. Another uh Democrat in hot water, even with some of her own party. Bum bam. Couldn't believe Ted Lou. Did you see Ted Lou? No. Hold on. So Let me excited. shock your world in a second.
2: God, what a dumbass that guy is. I can't wait, wait to see what wait. he said. I'm so excited.
0: New Mexico Governor Michelle, I don't know how to say her name, Lujan, sure. Lujan Grisham, is an emergency order suspending the right of law-abiding citizens to open and conceal, carry firearms in crime-ridden Albuquerque and the surrounding county for at least 30 days after declaring a public health emergency in response to a spate of recent gun violence. Now, my understanding is... <laughs> is they have these <clears throat> gun stats that trigger the public health emergency. So they have set up some arbitrary <clears throat> framework to be able to implement a emergency when one arises. So apparently Albuquerque and the whatever the, I think it's, us, I can't remember the county name or something with an E. Anyway, their county that houses Albuquerque apparently reached that trigger, reached that threshold, whatever threshold I'm assuming this governor's crackpot team of stop gun violence decided was the right measure uh, apparently triggered that and here we are public health emergency now this the last shooting was uh, like an 11 year old at a minor league baseball game very sad obviously um, this was the trigger uh apparently the you know whatever the the last metric caused the metric to be triggered anyway so sure suspend the second amendment for 30 days there in uh albuquerque you think that's going to go over well
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> yes i do but i am intrigued now what did ted lou have to say about ted
0: this? lou said <clears throat> governor act was unconstitutional <laughs> came, yeah came came out and said that this is not good and that uh has questioned her. I don't know that he's actually calling for impeachment, but has definitely questioned the the constitutionality of her uh, public health declaration. I was stunned. I had to read it a couple times that Ted Lieu was actually in agreement with something I said. I'm looking to see if I can find his uh, tweet here. I thought I had it in this little uh, thing here. There's my boy, Justin Amash. Speaking of Justin Amash, he's dropping hints.
2: Oh, I've I've seen it. How pumped are you?
0: Uh, Well, let me... Let me just get the official, uh, uh, declaration and then I'll be really pumped. But anyway, so, um, damn it. I thought I had Ted lose. Uh, maybe it's in here. Oh, this is the, 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 so gun, gun owners of, uh, America basically filed filed a lawsuit against her among, there's a bunch of, bunch of files, uh, lawsuits filed already. Uh, but in response, Mr. song, I can show you this. We had a little, uh.
4: not
0: comply. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that was, uh, I'm going to play the whole video, but this morning, weird town of Albuquerque, a bunch of people openly defying her uh, order. Uh, I will say that the sheriff, he uh, wasn't, he wasn't as full th- throated as I would hoped, uh, but basically said that he didn't feel like it was uh, right for, to put his officers uh, in the way or in a position that might cause civil liberty uh, violations. So fair point. Uh, he probably should just said, I'm not enforcing this and put a put kibosh on this, but I don't know. There's been impeachment calls now from a couple state legislatures in New Mexico. Um, any, Second Amendment uh, uh, gun advocate has, has come out, obviously, against this.
2: ACLU is probably pretty vocal in their condemnation. Of that, I haven't right? checked
0: them. Uh, maybe I should get on to Southern that. Southern
2: Poverty Law Center yeah, jumping I'm, right on the yeah, case. Yeah, probably okay. both of them. That's good. The ADL. AD, I mean, obviously, this is insane. But the ACLU, like, this is why you exist. The America's civil liberties. This is a civil liberty, even if it's one you don't particularly like. And in the immortal words of Voltaire, I may hate what you say, sir, but I will defend until my death your right to say it. This is the same idea of we have the Second Amendment, whether you like it or not. You could try to get it overturned, but there's no way you got the votes. So instead, you just want to be like, look the other way when this happens. And that's crazy talk. And I liked, I've seen this pop up a few times, one of which was your boy, Ben Davidson. Oh, yeah. That if the government can suspend rights, then no law is valid and I'm not paying taxes. Yeah, I can get on board with that.
0: Yeah, I'm done. We got to get Ben back on the show. We do talk about the end of the world I'm i gonna, mean f- i'm gonna i gotta find this ted luke quote for you because that was pretty again
2: for him very to
0: very 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 rare that i'm ever in agreement with ted luke
2: <laughs> i mean never
0: i'm po- right that's the very
2: uh let's see what he had to say here all right, he said, I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the union can suspend the federal constitution. There is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution.
0: Yeah. Well, and you've lost Ted Lieu. Man, it's when you know you really screwed up. So, I, you know, I don't know the inner workings of New Mexico's, uh, you know, state legislature and... Uh, if she's, well, if she's popular or not popular or how much uh, uh, support she would have. But I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, remember, this was floated by Hochul. The same exact thing, gun violence, public health emergency declaration, blah, blah, blah. So as I pointed out many times before on the show, I feel like during the Biden administration specifically, the federal government specifically has tried to throw everything they possibly can of their agenda into the public to try to move it forward. While they can blame this guy if it doesn't go over well, I think this is just in that same group. I mean, they're just like, hey, let's see if we can get this. Let's see how the public reacts to this idea of a public health emergency on gun violence. And we got to start someplace, so let's start with New Mexico because again, this has been floated in other states.
2: They're gonna keep trying this with different stuff. It's yeah. not just gonna stop with guns. Like yeah. once they saw what they could do with COVID state of emergency, it's on.
0: Yeah, that's why I, when I hear anybody say we needed to declare emergency, like my it's a it's repulsed. Like nope nope there's not emergency
2: no i i still like it in the uh the immortal words of one mr kevin ryan anytime you see politicians and windbreakers giving a speech you could rest assured stuff's about to get weird (laughs) it was something to that effect a a lot of a lot of rules are about to get passed once you see the the politicians and windbreakers all right anything else on the uh tyrant in new mexico no. like Suspending is, the Second Amendment? Uh, I'm, I'm glad she did it because this is such a clearly, it's such a clear litmus test for everybody of, all right, how do you come down on this? And if you want to take the slightest justification of this, I know I don't have to take you seriously anymore. Yeah. Like, okay. So I know that push come to shove, you view these rights more as, um, you know, nice little things that we like to do when times are good and not an inalienable, God-given right that you have that the government shall not infringe upon uh so i'm going to recommend you read a history book uh you're probably not going to
0: well maybe they're just going down the list i mean they had the first amendment one they got they lost on so now they're going to try the second amendment they're just going
2: down the list one at a time yeah one at a time they only got got another year
0: left here with biden
2: listen we lost the third amendment or we lost the freedom of the press already with operation mockingbird so I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with that I one. mean,
0: the NSA has already violated the Fourth Amendment. By a lot. By a lot, so, you know. Alrighty, well, on that pleasant note. Yeah. All right, anything good besides, uh, I don't know, go Bills tonight? or Yeah, let's
2: uh, go Bills. Let's let's make sure that the Bills get a win. I don't know if I can do anything about that. Any,
0: any player I should, and uh, the Bills, you think tonight's going to be a, a viable uh, fantasy player that might be uh, under the radar?
2: I mean the two options for that. I mean,
0: I'm, I'm only I'm gonna play a fantasy team that only consists of Jets and Bills. I like it. So like you gotta.
2: So the uh, the options are fairly straightforward. My my number one and number two is James Cook is is the number one running back okay. in Buffalo. Fast guy, good yeah. hands. So he's got a shot. But it's the Bills and they don't use running backs, so that's a dicey play. And the other one is the uh, the rookie tight end they took, Dalton Kincaid. Okay.
0: Is he going to start, or is it still... uh... I mean, I
2: think they're going to go with two tight end cents with him and Dawson Knox, but that's just my guess. I have zero faith in Ken Dorsey whatsoever as an offensive coordinator and think he should have been fired last year, but that's neither here nor there. So now we'll see what he comes up with. But if I was going to... I mean, obviously, Stephon Diggs is a... Right. Is a given. Josh Allen's a given. He's
0: a, he, they're always on the
2: radar. But if you want the under the radar yeah. guy, I would say James Cook and Dalton Kincaid would be my one of those guys I could see going off in a big way. But yeah.
0: And honestly, and, you know, this is just DraftKings specific in these one game shoot. It doesn't, you just almost, almost inevitably one of these rando tight ends catches a touchdown. Right. You know, and then that's the, that's the deciding thing. So one catch, oh, I'll three keep that, yards, I'll keep one that touchdown. Mind during my research tonight. There you
2: go. All right. Other than that, go touch grass. Go talk to yeah. some people. I've had a great two-week stretch of hanging out with my neighbors and having an absolute blast, and that makes me less depressed when I read stuff yeah. on Twitter.
0: Yes. It's good. It's a, always good to it's be a good outside. balance. Yeah. All right. On that note, we thank you all. I didn't tell anybody to like the video because I got discombobulated. I didn't tell anybody to subscribe to the channel. Nobody's listening to us right now anyway. How are they
2: supposed to know?
0: How are you going to come back next week if you don't subscribe to the channel? So hopefully by this time you're still here and you subscribe to the channel. We'll see you all next week.